This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi, we're going to talk about an important topic today, which is grief support. You know, how do I uh, not only get grief support, but how maybe do I teach family members or other people? What do other people need to support me? Because grief can be really intense, and we have a great expert on today to talk about what she does to help people who've had a loss. And Heidi, you want to introduce her? Absolutely. I'm honored to, and I've seen her work, and she's done amazing things, and we'll talk about that on the show. Um, her name is Lori Shinitz, and she is, is a Healing from the Core Certified Instructor and Physical Therapist. Lori's strengths as an instructor and practitioner flow out of her capacity to witness and support each person's unique journey. Her gentle down-to-earth style has often been a key to unlocking deeper doorways to healing. Welcome to the show, Lori. Oh, Hi. Thank you. Hi, Laura. It's great to have you on. Now, you're in the New York City area, right? I am, yes. Right outside of New York. All right. I know people are going to want to know where you are when they they hear about your work. But uh, when Heidi was reading the intro about you, I, I thought the witness thing is so important that you witness and you do body work and that kind of thing with people. But talk a little bit about how people do get grief support. I know you've been doing things with some people that Heidi knows from her uh, child's school, energy circles and these kind of things. Heidi, what do you want to what do you want to know? What do I want to know? Mm-hmm. From Lori. I, I guess well the, the way the way that I met Lori was was that, you know, Cooper Stock who was a wonderful little boy in Samantha's grade, my daughter's grade, and we've talked about this a little bit, died after a cab ran him over here in New York City and he was only, you know, in 4th grade. And the community was reeling, and, you know, Cooper's mom was reeling from this, and all of her friends, including me, and we really, you know, it was just, our grief was all over the place, and we were pretty overwhelmed. And Lori created a very safe space for us to come together in, you know, our friend's home and do kind of an energy circle. And she can talk more about what she did, but it was really healing and very therapeutic, not only for Cooper's mom, Dana, but for all of her friends and for me. So I want to just thank Lori for doing that, and she's continuing to do that. So you can probably describe exactly what you do more, Lori. But Sure. Yeah, that it's, it was and has been um, an incredible um, journey to really I feel very honored that I've been able to be a part of this. But what it is that I think I ended up um, ha- having been brought to the table was because, as you say, Heidi, everyone and the friends who were so um, so distraught over something that didn't necessarily happen to them but happened to a dear friend that they loved and a family that they loved. And at the same time, it, it was probably one of the uh, most frightening things that anyone could really think about, and, and, an accident that just happens to a child. And so everyone that was supporting Dana was also dealing with their own emotions and their own fears, and yet they wanted to be around her. So when I came in and offered um, my presence, really that's what it was. I was the one sort of a little bit outside that circle that could hold the space for everyone there to essentially 
notice for themselves what it was that they were feeling, how do I find my steadiness, and then once I find my steadiness, then I really have that capacity to hold the steadiness in the ground for the person who really needs it the most. What do you do when you get people together there? Who decides who comes? Who came? Well, actually, that came from uh, this. This actually all started because my cousin uh, is an active uh, friend and part of the community of Calhoun, who really stepped in to re- to try to assist uh, the family. And she knew of my work. So what happened was she was starting to tell me about it, and I just knew that this was something that I wanted to offer my my time and whatever it was that I could bring to the table. So she just said, can you come in? And I came to New York, and uh, the group of people were really about it. I think it was about 12 or 15 So they were already together. You, they were already together. Were. You didn't. Okay. So because I, Heidi and I were saying that one of the difficulties could be not everyone can handle grief and not everyone would want to be in that space. And absolutely. It's been interesting because some of the women there, I think, didn't have any idea. They knew. They had no, generally no one really knew what it was that I was doing. And it was, it has been an interesting dance of feeling comfortable with being a part of something where you're really starting <clears throat> to go inside yourself and notice how I'm feeling and, oh, I'm feeling uneasy by being here or I'm feeling uneasy, really just recognizing that this is such a scary thing to do for someone else. Do you have people hold hands? Do you have people talk? You yeah. know, what do you do? It's, it starts with a, what's called a, an opening awareness. So it's, I describe it as a, um, an internal exploration versus a meditation, although meditation is great and it's wonderful and it's a, a tool to use. Why I call this an exploration is that we're really taking the time to quiet ourselves. And I talk someone, I talk the group through it. This could be individual. It could be with a group. And we'll really start to go inside and notice just how, what's my baseline of sensation? What do I feel? And then really... Um, helping them then connect into their resources, the sources that they have around them, into the earth, and anything that they can feel into the ground, and then resourcing yourself from that. So what does it feel like to uh, feel settled? Maybe it's warm, maybe it's cool, maybe it's heavy, and to allow the sensation to essentially fill up our bodies so that we are more full and more present. And then from there, we build on it in terms of developing what's called therapeutic presence. How do I then have the steadiness and the capacity to hold that space for someone else? But before I can get to someone else, I have to start with myself. And that, I think, is probably the hardest thing that people don't realize when they're trying to comfort someone that is grieving Mm -hmm. or someone that is so depleted and um, upset by something that, you know, they're trying to help them, but it's hard to help them if you're not really fully present in yourself. Mm -hmm. In your own space. Wow. Heidi, do you have any comment on this? I I love what what Lori's saying, and I'm just wondering for people out there, how is there things, Lori, that people can do out there to get more fully present? Yeah, there's actually quite a few things that you can do. I mean, certainly from the standpoint of just healing from the core, uh, we have a whole series of relaxation CDs and downloads that you can have, and actually you can do even a 10-minute, 17-minute, or a 40-minute version of what it is I would offer someone in person. There's a book called Full Body Presence, 
and it's by Suzanne Skorlach-Durana, and it's really all about the healing from the core model and what you can do, and then you can have a download from there. That's certainly one thing, but I would really offer and recommend people to consider doing things in the realm of body work, whether that's through acupuncture, craniosacral therapy, massage, um, yoga, things that will help you become more embodied in your own system because we have a tendency to, you know, do things. Even if you're an exerciser, you might you might run and, and do a lot of different things, but if you aren't really fully present, you're not necessarily allowing your body to feel everything it wants to feel and kind of have to wake it up. You know what I like about this, Lori, too, is, is when we've had a loss, sometimes we feel like we can't do anything. Like the idea of doing yoga or the idea of exercising is too much, but I'm thinking acupuncture and massage is something that you you can go and do and you don't have to get, you know, energized to do it. You can be depleted and go do it. And like you said, then it'll get you more in touch with your feelings. You could even start, if you don't have enough energy to take off your clothes, you can start with a foot massage or a hand massage also. Mm-hmm. You know, it was interesting. I When I was recently... The last circle that I led, and Dana was there, actually two circles ago, uh, when she was going inside and recognizing what she needed, for her at that moment was really all just about one breath taking to the next breath, taking to the Mm -hmm. next breath. If you fast forward a couple weeks later, it was more about, well, actually starting to feel a little bit more inside. So the reason why I share that is that it's about having someone meet themselves where they are. So you're, you're right, Gloria, if it's... If I can't take my even get myself undressed, but I can actually recognize that there's that one thing. What is the one thing? And it might be having that cup of hot tea in the morning by myself. Whatever it is that would give me some nourishment, some support at whatever level. So if it's that cup of hot tea, if it's taking a couple of extra deep breaths in the morning, that that's where I start. And to build it from there each day is a new place that I can see what more can I, you know, what, what more do I want to receive and what, what do I need today mm-hmm. as compared to yesterday. So thinking about the breath is something we need and breathing a little deeper. You know, one thing that occurs to me is that, and I, and I think people discount it, uh, what a physical experience loss is. You know, it's such a huge physical experience. It's such an assault on your body. It's almost like hitting a brick wall. You know, it, it impacts. Uh, I agree, Mom. We talk about the psychological ramifications after a loss, but we don't talk enough about the physical. And that's why I love what Lori's doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the physical, and I, I really think this has to go, this goes into brain chemistry mm-hmm. if you really want to get into the physiology. Right. Yeah. And, and just like trauma and how trauma now in the psychotherapy world is really being understood to have, you really need to address any trauma in the body. Just the chemical releases that happen in the brain are tremendous. And that will hopefully with time it starts to balance out, but there are ways to actually go and assist the brain and the neurochemistry to rebalance itself and reboot itself over time without, and medication is sometimes a piece of that to help regulate it, but it's not necessarily the only piece. There's actually a lot of alternative pieces that would be a much more, I think, productive way to really help someone's system create some balance. Now, what's your thought on sudden loss and early? Is there too early to start doing things? What's your recommendation to people if they have had a loss in the last year? The first 
thing that I would offer is if you can let yourself really connect to what it is you're feeling to, you know, to, um, to look at, at the grief and try to you, use the grief as information that you can actually ask yourself, what is it that I need for myself? So as opposed to I should go back to work or I shouldn't go back to work or I should do this or I shouldn't do that, it's about going inside and asking yourself, what would feel right to me? Right now, it would really feel much better for me to take this time and not return to my work the same way. And someone else might have a complete opposite feeling. And as long as that's a conscious decision versus a should or my brain's telling me this is what everyone tells me I need to be doing, then I think the answers will always be right. And so if you are in, uh, uh, you know, a rural area and you're really getting a hit that I really need support. I need friends. I need, you know, that you can actually then say to someone, hey, can you help me find a group or find some friends? Whereas another person in the city might say, I need everybody to just kind of give me my space. You know, that, but as long as it's coming from what you're really present and aware of, which is hard when you're in such shock. Well, and so it's important not to let external voices crowd out our own internal voice, which is hard. We need to really go within, like you said, and listen to what do I need, not to, what is the world telling me I need, what do I think that I need. And also you do need people who are good grief support, don't you? And not everyone is. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's interesting how some people really think, you know, they go inside and they disconnect and they pull away. And, you know, someone that can really meet them and see that can gently help them realize there is support out there that they can actually use and trust and and feel okay with. So giving yourself that opportunity to be that support or to find that support for your friend is really essential as long as you're not directing, right? So, again, going back to what you just said, Heidi, as long as I'm not telling that person what I think they need, that I can offer it in a way that's neutral and meeting them where they are. That's fabulous. Well, let's end the show with that. How would people get in touch with you, Lori? They can certainly reach me by email, which is LS, as in Susan, Chinitz, C-H-I-N-I-T-Z, at optonline.net. And uh, the other way is to just call my office line at 516-496-4800. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, and thank you for all the good things you're doing. And uh, as I said, I wish that you were around in my neighborhood because I'd love to get some uh, body work and craniosacral kinds of things from you. But thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Lori, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing and for creating these safe spaces. You are really gifted, and I really believe this is your calling so if anyone out there is within, you know, arm's reach of Lori, these, these, what she does is incredible. I've, I've been there. I've done them. So thank you so much, Lori, for the work you're well, doing. Well, thank you again. It's been a pleasure. Heidi, so interesting, meeting people where they are. That is so important. I mean, people think they know what's right for somebody who's had a, a sudden traumatic loss, but, you know, it's different for everyone. Absolutely, Mom. And, and just realizing that, some, like you said, some people can be there and support you. I mean, Jackie Kern, who's Lori's cousin, is the person that brought all of us together, and she's, she's someone that can, is a great grief support. And then other people can't handle it, and you'll, you'll have friends that will not be there for you. Yeah, and, and remember that it is a physical experience, and you have had an assault, and you do need to take care of yourself and find out what you need. So uh, Heidi and I like to say, if you've lost hope, lean on ours till you find your own. 
And thanks for listening to the show today, and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope. <laughs>